All right. Uh, today is December 23rd, 2020. <laughs> Counting down into the end of all of this main crazy year. Um, but today we're going to we're going to kind of take it in a different format. And um, in the future, uh, I think this is the format that I'll probably use until I get back into the car. So COVID has created these interesting challenges where I necessarily haven't been in the car as much. Um, and now I'm definitely not in the car. I'm going to talk about that in this episode. But my first segment, because we're going to do segments now, Ooh, this is still the running journal, but um, I've had some time to actually write an episode. And this is the first episode in which I will produce... I wrote it and it's produced in a format. It's not just me rambling. Um, so the first segment will be called thinking out loud. This is just random thoughts that I have before I start. Um, but this thinking out loud is really dedicated to telling you that um, before this was always something that I used to kind of pass the time to help me be creative in a different way. I've looked at this. This wasn't really a podcast to me, but that's the format it is in. Um, this was more of my audio journal. I've always looked at this as an audio journal of some of the thoughts. Um, I think at times I could have probably been a little bit more vocal and recorded more. Um, I just didn't necessarily know what to say, and I didn't want to come across wasting time. I, I seek to make decent art when I write a poem, when I produce the poem, and then when I publish it, um, all that's in a thought process of I'm trying to make something that lives and breathes and that can be seen as that. And so I have my standards of this for some time. I got, I guess I got discouraged here because I felt like I was making something that maybe people wouldn't understand. I no longer care about that. <laughs> um, completely. Um, this year has been an interesting year. It's been crazy. And I don't care how people see uh, my art. What I care about is that I make it. Um, um, if, if one person resonates with it, then, then I feel like I've added to the universe. And I've had people resonate with my art um, in this format. Um, I don't get to see the end user. It's a little bit different from my poetry. But I'm going to stake a claim. And for the next six months, my work will be to try to make this amazing, to try to make sure that I when I walk away from something, I feel impacted and it feels very powerful to me. And so that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, but, yeah, as I said, um, now I have taken some time to actually write some episodes. I have I have to I do have to say I apologize um, that this is not a, this is not your second positivity wall episode that will come after this. I've actually written three more of those episodes. The first one that I wrote, that first one that I did, I did not write it. I just basically looked on my positivity wall and I channeled my emotions. Now I've got a format. I think the next episode will be even better. And that's the challenge. So um, as we get ready to to move into um, what the episode is about, uh, end of an era, new beginnings await, that's really going to be the title of this episode. <clears throat> I want to take the time to say that I want to pray once again for everyone affected by COVID, whether it's loss of job or loss of life. 
um, I pray for continued blessings for all those people, um, whether it's the, the first responders who go out every day and risk their lives, um, just from, from a neighbor that lives beside me to anyone in the world, I extend my, my grace to you to say that I pray for your families and I hope for, um, really good success. And I hope for very good seasons, greetings for you and blessings. I just wish the best for all of you and continue to, <clears throat> excuse me, continue to find the positivity and find the light. Do not allow uh, sadness to be a thief of your joy because you're so much more than that. So that's, that's your thinking out loud for today. So that was your thinking out loud uh, from the first episode that is was written by yours truly. Yay, we are doing it. Uh, the title of today's episode is End of an Era, New Beginnings Await. And to kind of give you <laughs> a setup of that is on December 10th of this year, I was informed by my employer that I was no longer a part of the future plans. I was, you know, going to be severed for the company and me and a, a ton of my uh, coworkers across the, this great country. Um, we all had, um, you know, we were given our pink slip on that day and it was, wasn't easy for a lot of people. It wasn't, um, I know on my team alone out of eight of us, seven of us were gone. And I remember, sitting on a house party um, and having conversations. I, we literally sat together as we were taking the call and I watched uh, my teammates cry and we talked and I tried to make them laugh. It was, it was, um, <laughs> it was tough. It, it was tough to see um, them kind of go through it. And that was just, that was just kind of what it was. But when I think about this year, I mean, the word of this year <laughs> is COVID. Uh, and then I think the other word is layoff. Um, I think they go hand in hand. It's been a very interesting year to see, oh man, how, you know, how we are doing certain things, how we are, how we're managing in this, this very interesting time. It's, it has been something, you know, to think the start of the year, flying to Vegas, uh, learning about a new device, taking in a trip, and then kind of seeing, like, even then, I remember being in Vegas and just seeing so many people wearing masks, and I knew, okay, it's going to be an interesting year. And then coming back, working in the field, then being pulled out of the field to sit home for, like, three months, it was tough. It was tough mentally, um, just not knowing where you would be to see people be furloughed, to see people be laid off. And, um, <clears throat> I remember it, it kind of spurred in me that thought process of why I prepare, why I'm, I have a certain mental, um, and financial discipline, because when you work for a corporation, you're a number, you're not a person. And if they choose to eliminate you, then they choose to eliminate you and, um, and then as far as, you know, when you look at the COVID side of it, I mean, we're over 300,000 cases now of people who died. 
Um, that's just of the deaths. I mean, we're over a million cases. Um, it, it, to me, it's just, it's just so sad because when you think about wars and, and how we grieve for people and how we really take that in and we salute and we put the flag on. But, you know, when you think of COVID, you still have people out here who don't want to wear a mask, <laughs> people who still don't want to follow social distancing guidelines and just be smart. And they put everyone at risk around them um, because of the thought process of herd immunity. Um, to be a part of that immunity, you have to be in one of the greatest tests of contagion. And I prefer not to be in that test because people don't follow rules. But really, um, you know, the questions, I guess, that that I've had and some of the questions I wrote down outside of that blurb that I just gave you was, you know, how did it feel? How did it feel to be laid off? And, and from the 10th till now, like, what have I been feeling? And so to start with the, the first question, how did it feel? Um, to give you some thought process <laughs> in this day and age now, you can't really lay someone off without, um, in a remote job, I think, without them kind of having a suspicion that it's coming. You always feel like you're about to be laid off. You always feel like everything's on the edge. That's how the remote, remote jobs work. You just always, I remember for six years, I felt like every year we were going to be laid off. <laughs> and you just count your blessings and you move on. Um, but this year was very odd. I remember when we first came home. And then they laid off a few positions, but it was more um, corporate. And then they tuned up the field because I work in the field. Um, they tuned up about 80, 80 positions that were vacant. So they just closed those territories down and pushed them together. So some of us got more. Some of us got less. Or some of us got new territories altogether. And so um, that was just the business. And I was like, okay. Then um, another team that works near us kind of was furloughed and they were furloughed for, uh, you know, the whole time we were home. And then when they brought them back, they didn't bring them back in their normal capacity. They brought most of them back part time. And I was like, mm. so for me, the first day I was sent home, one of the first thoughts I had was don't spend money that you don't need to spend. Be very, very. Um, to the point about your money, be very smart. Don't be dumb with your money. Um, you know, as far as like my credit card purchases, it was the necessities that I needed to, because the one thing I'll tell you about credit is you have to use it to your advantage. If you are buying something in cash that you know, you're going to buy, you should buy it on credit and pay it off with your cash. It gives you more time to flex your cash and to invest and to move it into different ways. Um, and then it also builds your credit score, giving you more financial flexibility and capabilities that you want. So I'm a big proponent of that. But the trick is, is I have always had a rule um, in dealing with credit that you don't take any um, exceeding debts over into a new year that you can't just pay. So um, all that has been cleared for me. I took care of that some time ago before the layoff. And then once the layoff came, I just kind of clamped down. But I never really trusted that, hey, we would necessarily be here. So we come, we get through that. They come back. I feel like we're doing okay. We have one of the greatest quarters the, com the company's had in like 50-something years, I believe. So I'm like, hey, we're good. 
And then we get that weird email that just doesn't really say much, but says you have to be on a call. And I'm like, I remember coming to my desk that night, looking at my badge and really kind of saying my prayer about it and saying that I, it was been a ride. I remember actually the, um, the poem that I wrote. And so I'll give you that. Cause I think it's for the context that this is, is very important. But I came to my desk that night. It's the last poem that I posted to my Instagram, uh, JDR Creatives. It's been some time since I tagged it, but it's the same. You can find my Instagram. It's the same as what the show is. I mean, the podcast is titled. Um, but uh, one of the quotes I said was uncertainty can breed fear or excitement for a new beginning. And the message that I wrote was I have made so many memories, traveled around the country, laughed and cried with amazing people. Now that I have to say goodbye, I reflect on one hell of a ride. It really was an amazing ride. I met so many amazing people. I got to do so many amazing things. Um, so the feelings <laughs> shock was never one of them I never experienced the shock um, it was more of it, it was more of sadness to be truthfully honest um, and in two parts one it was these people that I got to work with were my family they were my work family and I enjoyed making amazing work with them. And um, the thing about sadness is sometimes it's compounded by thought. And what I mean in that is when you see something, when something happens to you and you start to look to the future and you're not being in the now, you start to kind of cast away certain feelings now for future I think my sadness came of these people I was making such great work with, doing such great things, and they were challenging me. They were pushing me to be such an amazing um, person, such an amazing leader, and um, and now I don't get to work with them anymore. But these people are my family, and so they will always be my family, and they will always, but... The thing is, is when you interact with people closely daily, it's a different feeling than when you don't. So in my head, I already was most sad about this is going to change. The dynamic changes because um, certain people will run off into their corners. I'm one of those. I'm a person that I tend to, to back away from everything. I don't want to be in the way. And, um, and that's what I do. And so I've been there for teammates. I've been there. I know me and my boss, we had a, some interesting conversations because she felt like I was trying to push her away. And, and yeah, it's probably what I was doing, but it wasn't because I was mad. It was more of she remained and she got three new team members and, and one of my teammates who stayed, who I prayed for him because I felt so bad. I mean, to be left on after everyone else is gone. There's certain emotions with that. I understand all sides of the emotions. And so I was just giving people time to really process it and handle it. <laughs> and um, 
I always get in trouble for, for thinking for everyone else. It's one of my worst traits. So I got to stop doing that. Um, but I was just sad because I knew our dynamic and everything was changed. But I was I was excited because, you know, the the biggest mistake you can do is is give me another chance to go do something else. <laughs> to put me in a free agency is not smart. It's not smart because I may not look attractive to you, but I'm a sexy ass person in many ways. <laughs> um, as far as what I can bring to any team, as far as what I can bring to any organization. Uh, this is not me um, broadcasting for an interview, by the way, but this is me just saying that what is one person's uh, trash is another person's treasure. It's true. And I don't I won't equate it to that. Companies make business decisions. They, they're not seeing the, the jam in it. It's what I was as an employee number. Um, but needless to say, when those things happen, you have to find your way. And finding your way is the most important thing. You know, it's it just is finding your way is everything. And so I think today on December 23rd, um, what I'm thinking is I I miss it. It's been hard to kind of get into a routine not working and um, spending a little bit more time with my son. Um, like I said, hell, I'm, I'm writing episodes now. I've never done that before. So we put that on the list of things. Um I'm just spending more time trying to be great and trying to 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 find the jam that needs to be found and um that's really the thought I will be fine um because you know I've worked 17 years in the industry and 17 years managing people and leading uh there's a job for me somewhere I'm not worried about that I worry about some of my teammates who there's jobs for them too but um they weren't as sound about certain things and so you know that's tough um i think if as i move on i had i have this section of just these words and so um first thought i'm gonna say the word and then i'm gonna kind of give you my first thought um you know for my teammates i feel sadness um, you know, powerless. I I can't fix this. Um, a guide, just trying to walk my teammates through this this whole thing. A confrontation, <laughs> um, confrontation. That was a funny one. I thought I felt like me and my boss kind of had a, a little a riff there. Um, because. I'm just doing my own thing. Um, she kind of did this cancer patient thing where she's sending me jobs. It's like, it's like two days later, like you gotta let me process sending back all my equipment first. I have, you know, at that time I hadn't done it, but now my equipment's finally gone. It's out of my house. Um, I had to, you know, get rid of all my promotional stuff, send back all my equipment, you know, talk to reps and, and kind of walk them through it, listen to their emotions on it. You know, erasure, uh, I will say erasure. It, it feels like you do get erased because, I mean, you don't matter anymore. I mean, here I am, someone who's had many accolades, I would say a decorated veteran um, in, in my um, job for the company. And who is he? And so for me, that erasure is not as hard because I was already kind of 
moving, as I would say, the next word would be next chapter. I was moving to the next chapter. I was already like, okay, that's done. Goodbye. (laughs) And let's move on. And now what does this new beginning bring to me? And so really, I think the biggest thing is we have to know how to listen to people. We have to know how to be there for people. And we just have to just let this, let it be, let it be what it is. And so, yeah, that is, um, that's been what the year's been up until now. So we're going to move through some, some tips and then, um, then we'll move you to the end. But that was, that's really how I look at the end of the era and new beginnings await. It's just understanding that you've got to process what you feel here. And then you've got to say your goodbyes. You got to dust yourself off and then you got to pick yourself up for that next challenge. So, yeah. All right. Shifting gears. So, um, you know, I, I tend to give you, and I've never really broken up segments like this, but, you know, hey, we're trying different things. We're writing episodes, people. That's what matters. So um, now I'm going to shift into that lane where I'm trying to give you the nuggets. And um, so I really wrote down like three tips and three nuggets, and then we'll kind of walk you through that. Um, the first one is don't be afraid of change. And when I say don't be afraid of change, we as human beings, we live for the exclusivity of our comforts. <laughs> because in this um, modern world, it's not like it was in the time of the Neanderthals, where if I wanted to make fire, I needed your help to make the fire. If I wanted to find food, we got to work together to get the saber tooth tiger. Um we love to breed ourselves into a level of comfort that allows us to block out certain parts or certain things in the world. And when you do that, you sometimes that tunnel vision doesn't give you the best look at yourself. It doesn't let you see the world as how it sees you. So it doesn't really set you up for success. So not being afraid of change means that change is it is scary. It is uncertain. Ambiguity can be tough to deal with. I know I've lived my life with that, but, and most importantly, but change brings new challenges and it also brings new opportunities. New is good. As human beings, we love new. We love new car smell. We love new, uh, item, new present feel. We love that, but we don't like to start over. We hate that word. I'll start over. And at 35, I don't look at it as starting over. I just look at it. I look at it as, you know, another chapter. This is a chapter that's closed. And now I'm getting to write a new chapter. We shouldn't be afraid to to write them. We shouldn't be. We should be happy to write that. And excited for change because change, one thing I can tell you about change is change inspires growth. If you are paying attention to what's going through in in any change, you will grow and you will grow exponentially. It will make you a better person. It will help you in so many ways where you've struggled. And so for me, um, uh, I I will tell you, I was someone who did not like change. (laughs) I hated it. 
because it always pulled me out of a comfort zone. But the older I get, I love it because I grow every time that I have to take the L. It's an opportunity to sit back and, and learn. So don't be afraid to change. There's so much growth and so much potential in, in finding your true self and, t- <clears throat> and tapping into that, that you will never know if you sit back and you're so comfortable in your own space that you forget of what change really does for you. The other thing that change does, and that's beautiful, that that the reason why as human beings we don't have flying cars is it elicits you to find community. When you go through changes, it is the scariest time. So you don't tend to run within yourself. You tend to seek connection. It's those C words. People change seeks connection, which ultimately gains you community. Change seeks connection, which ultimately makes you grow, grow with community. I love that. I need to write that down. Actually, Uh, (laughs) um, that was good. But the next step that I would, would, would talk to you about is the financial freedom. I think one of the things that people make mistakes on and one of the things I like to talk about um, is making sure that you are very smart about um, your finances, because the only reason why people get really crazy about change when it comes to jobs Because this is really, you know, some people, you know, if you're dating someone and you're going through change, that's tough to change for them. You know, the truth is it's it's more of growing because you can't really change a human in that aspect, but to change certain behaviors so that you can fall in line and and align with that person in jail better. But in the job front, we don't like the change because we want to be up. We don't want to be down. And sometimes you need to be down for that change. Financial freedom it, it elicits you to understand that you are your own business. You are your own entity. And so if you work for a corporation, you are a kiosk within that corporation that at any time can be told, hey, we don't like your candles anymore. <laughs> I know I worked for a company and, and they're equivalent to not liking my candles where they asked me for different scents. And the funny <laughs> part of that is sometimes somebody will ask you for a different scent which is a different style. Um, When I talk about jobs and sometimes jobs letting people go, it's a style clash. We all have our styles. Sometimes our styles clash with a boss. Sometimes they they clash with the company. And the one important thing is, is when you're working for a company as your business and the customer, you want to make sure all three facets are good. But if you're not being smart with your financial acumen or your (laughs) hell, if you're not even, you know, moving with your business and, and putting it in a very safe space, you become chained to that business. So it hurts more. It hurts more when you lose because that loss is so unexpected. That's that's where that shock comes from. I have a financial freedom. I created that, as I call it, the rainy year project years ago after divorce. As I said to myself, I will never be in a situation of where someone can control me. Or someone can move my um, my personal interest off of my emotion. This is a business thing, okay? So you're not going to see me shed tears for a corporation that can barely pronounce my name right. 
<laughs> Financial freedom is important. If you are not pushing yourself to to gain that, then you are doing a disservice not only to yourself, but if you have children, if you have a spouse, you are failing your family as well. And I think it's very important that you have to be to have a sense of financial freedom, to be able to tell your job how this will work. Because like I tell anyone, and this wasn't what I wrote down, but part of financial freedom is how to train your boss. You have to train your boss on how they'll manage you because there are some bosses who will just go straight at your neck. And I'm the type of person, I don't deal well with that. You need to tell me what the problems are so I can fix them. And if you can't fix them, then I don't know what to really tell you. That's just how it goes, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that is, is financial freedom. And then, you know, I'm, I've kind of started already talking about it, but my third point was loyalty to self versus company. We are no longer in a point where, um, like my grandmother who worked for Minute Maid for 40 years, <laughs> companies used to have a pension. If you're an officer, you have a pension plan. So there, I, I can understand why cops specifically have a loyalty to the badge and why their loyalty works together, why they stick together, because there's a loyalty to that. There is at the end of the day, if you get hurt on the job, they're going to they're going to take care of your pension. I, you work for corporations in America. I, I work for a corporation. At the end of the day, I have a 401k that I can move. So <clears throat> if your loyalty isn't to yourself, then you're a fool. One of the quotes that I would always say is, I will come in and work for you and give you 100% like I'm going to be here forever, but be ready to leave tomorrow. And it's it's true facts. You must have loyalty to yourself because corporations are already five steps ahead of you, moving five different ways and keeping you chained at least four steps back. And the reason why is because they don't want you to know their plans. Well, if you have your own financial freedom, you're good. You'll be fine. And if you're not afraid of change, what happens? All that works itself out. And so the the question after all these three points is remember that they let you go. I think a lot of people, a lot of my teammates, they struggle because they're believing, oh, they're just not going to. They let you go. They chose to send you back to free agency. They chose to set you free. And so. With that, you just you just have to know what is your why. And this is, you know, this is a question going forward that I'm going to ask on every episode. What is your why? My why is my son. My son, why I get up and I bust my ass is my son. My why, honestly, is my last name. Um, you know, growing up, my father and I, we didn't have the closest relationship even now. We have a better relationship, but, you know, my father lives many states away. Um, we talk to him on video chat, but he's, you know, I don't get to go eat breakfast with my dad. And I don't get to have some of those things a lot of people got. But I, I try to appreciate the flowers as what they're presented to me. And I and I take them in. Um, I've always felt like the kid who was always sitting behind the glass, looking in on someone else's life. Like, man, I wish I had that. I really stopped doing that. I just I started to accept that this is my life. And this is sometimes I might not get my father the way I want him, but I take what I can when I get it from him. Same way with my mother. 
And I think I look at my job that any job that I have that way, I take the resources they give me, the connections and networking ability they give me to strengthen my business so that when they decide that I no longer fit within their plan or I decide because here's here's one last truth I leave with y'all. I knew that I was not going to be. I wasn't going to be here forever, not at this job that I just got laid off from. (laughs) Um, And let me tell you why. I I wasn't going to read this. I wasn't. But I think it's important for the context of what I've been talking about today. This is May 8th, 2020. We have created many amazing moments. They have been amazing and I have grown. During this time at home, it has come to my attention that I no longer hold value in my current position. I am thankful for all of your help. The time has come for me to leave. Thank you for all of your encouragement. This is my resignation. I wrote that May 8th, 2020. So when 1210 came and they let me go, I was sadness because I wasn't with my teammates. And, and it's that comfort. I was comfortable being with these people. I could work with them forever and do this job forever as long as I got to be with them. But I wasn't necessarily feeding myself completely. And so my why is feeding myself. It's the challenge. And if I'm not challenged, then what are we doing? Why am I doing this? I need to constantly be feeding myself and not just be comfortable. Because if I'm comfortable, I'm not fed. All right. So uh, today has been um, a very, a very special day for me. I think very momentous. Um, I wrote this episode uh, last week to be able to finally come and let it all out on the table. I think that was important to me. It was a very um, it just was very therapeutic to be able to do it. This is the space that I use as therapy. Um And I I enjoy it. But at the same time, I'm still trying to create art that I can be proud of. And I will say uh, I'm proud of this episode today. I'm proud of how I constructed it. Um, Like I said, as far as sound and quality, we low budget. We'll get better. But I'm I'm challenging myself to really push and to create. And so, like I said, um, not just being an artist, but a true writer. I wrote an episode and hell, I followed it to a science kind of ad-libbed a little bit but we wrote an episode and it was amazing so there we go this is this is the, what i would call my final segment of, of shows now it is the call to close so um as i call to close i want to just just summarize and just bring you back to where we were today we really spoke about covid and, and, and my layoff we talk about um people and all the losses they've experienced and and what i would run, remind you is don't allow loss to, to be the thief of your joy because there's so much more for you, so much grace that will be extended to you if you just keep breathing, keep believing, stick your head up and keep pushing um, um, the important parts outside of the feelings. But the, the three keys in the what is your why of don't be afraid of change, having financial freedom and being loyal to yourself versus any company you work for. Um, 
this will be, as I will say, a Christmas, pretty much around Christmas. So I would like to say Merry Christmas to any anybody or Happy Boxing Day to those uh, abroad. If you listen overseas, life can be very interesting. It can be tough, but you should be all you should always be pushing to be fed, always to be growed and you want to grow. And uh, that's what I love. I love to grow. I love to challenge myself. I love it all. Um, I think something I wrote once was how can you enjoy um, the greatest sunrises and sunsets with beautiful sunshine if you're not willing to take the clouds and the rain? It, It works both ways. You cannot have the beauty of something if you're not willing to go through the pain. So as I call to close today, thank you for listening. Remember, you are amazing. You are beautiful. And you are loved. Thank you.